When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Friday the 16th of November and I'm up here in the big smoke with the lads. How good. It's great to be here for our final show, boys. We've made it. The end of the year. What a year it has been. We're going to touch on it (laughs) later in the show with our Friday tipple. We're going to reflect on the whole year and the amazing guests we've had and all of your input and we really appreciate it. It's a Good to see you, Uncle Kim. Good, good to see you, good, good to see you, mate, in the flesh. Anyway, it's been a couple of weeks. What's that, three, two, three weeks since I've been down to Christchurch? And, mate, get you back in Auckland for the boys. Thanks for coming up. Thanks for coming up, spending the... Because it is, it's a really important day today. It's our last day. Um, but it's also our last day together. Mm. And uh, really looking forward to after the show. But uh, first first of all, me korero, kita whanau, me whanau pane. Uh, or Megan Taylor, Itawane, uh, mm. uh, uh, Takunako, Pauri, Itawane, Moi Moi Ra, Ehine. Sad, sad news yesterday uh, with the loss of, uh, first up, Megan Taylor, um, another a casualty of, of our racing industry. And, and of course, our, our whanau that listens to our station, and a massive majority of, of the racing industry listen and uh, participate in our in our uh, breakfast. So uh, I just want to send out a big um, a big mahi to, to Megan's whanau, her friends, her family at this, uh, this sad, sad time. And, um, yeah, there's no words. Koriko etahi kupu etawane about this um, uh, this tragedy so uh, leading into Christmas it's a real a real mm-hmm. sad day um, for for that but um, also like I've always said you know when when people do pass over it's really about remembrance and celebration of that person's life as well so uh, we're going to talk to Bruce Sharrick the CEO today about that um, when we get him on later on um, just to pay our respects and do the right thing it's it's crazy it's crazy to think we've had two in this uh, one year, you know. We had Taiki Yanagira at the start, and then now we've had Megan Taylor, and it like just hits at home, you know. We all sit back here on it, watching on our TVs, getting the app out, punting away, and having a laugh, getting you know, celebrating the losses sometimes. But it's like puts in perspective, like the 
the trouble that they, the, they put themselves, the risk they put the themselves risk. every single day mm. to give us a little bit of enjoyment. And, yeah, I just can't believe it's it's happened and we're having to deal with this again. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a oh, and beautifully said, uh, Kim Anders, I totally mm. agree. It, it was too sad to believe almost, like another day that's just that sinking feeling when you you hear that there's been a race forward, Ash Burden, um, four jockeys went down, Sam Wynn with some pretty gnarly injuries, I think a pelvis and a, a collarbone, Tina Komanyagi and Diego Montes de Oca as well. But um, for Megan, she doesn't get to ride a horse again. And, mm. and it's like, this is, by all accounts, I never had a chance to interview her, I never spoke to her, by all accounts, a bubbly, infectious person, a young person with a real zest for life. And she'd been overworked with Tim and Janelle Price. She's had an equestrian background, so she'd been working for them, came Loved back. horses. Loved horses. Mm. Loved horses, first and foremost. And this is just what we've learned about her and reading her friends' tributes to her. And um, had a knack for riding them as well. Like, only been riding for a couple of years. I think she's only sat on her first racehorse in like 2018 mm. ridden 16 or so winners was an apprentice but was a good apprentice a handy apprentice and I just it's just it really is one of those ones where it's too sad to believe you just want to say oh it can't be again mm. so it's been a like you Kempi you know this the word we use for racing folk is resilience but like it's like why do we have to keep being so resilient it's like this game can't catch a break and this is the apex of sadness in racing when you lose a a jockey. Oh yeah, any any sport, any sport when you when you're losing someone, especially in an industry which is so close, um, the the fabric of it is so closely knitted together. Mm. You know, whether it be a trainer, an owner, a jockey, the horses. You know, they they basically live together from four o'clock in the morning till the following four o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? It's just. Uh, a revolving wheel. So, um, me and you were speaking about it, Louis, when it happened yesterday. Talk, talk through it. You know, could feel the the sorrow and the sadness around it straight away. You know, especially the, down there too. You know, like um, I've, I've read some articles that have come out from the trainers and and a few friends already. And she was an infectious personality. Uh, it's going to be felt pretty hard down that way. Um, but you know, I guess the, the the part that we can play in it is is to pay our condolences, pay our respects to it. Um, you know, there's nothing more important than someone's life. So, um, yeah, just still, just wanted to open that up today, boys, um, before we crack into it, because we still, you know, we've got a show to get through, but we need to show our respect to Megan's whanau and her, uh, her, her closest people that are supporting. It gives you a real understanding of when they have to make those difficult decisions to abandon a race meeting, you actually understand, you know, this is all about safety, jockey safety, horses safety, like, these are like humans that are going out there risking their lives every day and as a race goer you know go out there and enjoy the meetings they make that decision you're all gutted at the time but it really puts it in into, the perspective, perspective into perspective yeah that they're making the right decision you know because you they risk it every and it's single split day second, you know what i mean the clipping of the heels and mm. and the big the big um the big beasts you know those big muscly athletes um called horses so yeah it's up oh, yeah, it'll, it's, it's it's a sad day. It'll um it'll it'll bite home for people that were involved with the Taiki Yanagita passing as well. It's only four or five months ago. I mean, two and a half a year is sickening to think about. So that'll it'll be it won't just be the the South Island jockey community today. It'll be everybody. And if you want to send your condolences or any messages through, please double eight double through. I'd encourage you to do that. We will carry on with our show today, but we do it with a heavy heart, thinking about Megan and her whanau, as Kempi said. 
but boys, we do have a, a show to get through. We're going to chat to Baz after seven o'clock this morning uh, up in Pakistan, doing a hell of a job. We'll talk to Bruce and then the Friday tipple. Looking back through some of the names of people we've had on the show this year, it was really cool to put together with Neeps and Joe. Like it was a great, great, ex- a great experience uh, experiment just to see what we've done and the kind of different stories we've traversed. Like an open handy, an open uh, champion <laughs> winning caddy, for example, Nick yeah. Kerrios. For example, uh, Sia Khaleesi, um, a, a more than an athlete segment that's just kind of taken a life of its own where we've kind of covered social issues. Like, we have gone everywhere, and it's been fun the whole time. So it's pretty cool what the show's turned into in 2022. Mate, you, you reflect. You go through that list. You see Sia Khaleesi, Lydia Ko. Like, these are absolute champions in their own sport, and they come on our show and just chew the fat. And that's what we love doing. We love bringing people that actually want to be a part of our show you know we might piss them every now and then and go dig into their dms and hound them to get them on but that's what we want to do we want to bring you that difference and that's what i love about this show and when i was talking to people on the golf course yesterday talking about the show what do you do i said look we just talk sport you know we we love sport we talk racing our biggest difference is we can actually approach these guests and they generally want to come on because you know like they trust us and they understand that you know like you know what you you're talking about and what you want to bring and they you know the trust is a big thing and having the trust with the boys and the ladies that we we get on is big and you want them to trust you to come on and, and have a laugh like some of the na- some of the names of the people like Ruhi Demont who ended up becoming the best player in the world yeah you know what I mean? Like just and having that connection with those people, like we like we all do through each one of those games—the racing game, the league game, the rugby game—but just a sporting community. Um, it's been a massive. Like sometimes I go home and go, oh, I can't, I can't believe I just spoke to that person. There's you been know? a few pinch yourself moments. There isn't is. It? You know, I was just talking about all birds this morning, like with today. I was going. Do you remember what you said last week? You know, let's make sure we're going to check out those share prices. I think they were at two dollars eighty last week. I just want to make sure we don't forget about that type thing. So, it's just you're you're pinching yourself when you're having those type of conversations. Um, Razor was another one. You know, just Razor. And when we listened back on that one this week, I was like, oh man, that's right. He was so cool. It was just like a, a chat in a pub, in a pub. You know, so. Um, and what's he doing? What's Razor going to do? Like, that is the million dollar question I got hounded yesterday. Like, was it the chat of the golf course? Was it like, what's Razor doing? And, I'm what's like, the, and what are they saying? Well, everyone's predicting he's going to stay and, you know, something's going to happen in the next couple of months. They're all predicting that he's going to sign on, but, like, everyone's asking, because it's all gone quiet. You it know? has all gone quiet. And it's like, what's happening? Has England announced their next head coach, or has they got the interim coach that's taken over? And I think the the, the it's, gonna... it's started to fork the road has forked that they're gonna go Kiwi coach next for New Zealand and mm. English coach next for England and I think you're right I think that maybe we'll yeah. hear about it sooner rather than later and that'll just be we'll know that after the World Cup Razor takes the khakis yeah I think I think it's gonna happen and like yeah I think the the news is just around the corner you know it's probably the news that everyone's been waiting for and everyone wants to understand but like the one I've really enjoyed this year is more than athlete. Mm. Uh, how good has that been? Like athletes, everyone knows them as these sports people, but the work that they're doing outside their chosen sport is awesome. So 
that's what I love bringing and learning the other side of these athletes. Like off the field, they are making a hell of a difference, and we could share that story and actually inspires me to go make a difference. A hundred percent, absolutely love it. Yeah. It's been a good year, lads. It's been a great year. A great year, and and, and there's still so there's, we still haven't even touched on what happened yesterday with the cricket and all yeah. sorts going on with the rugby and you know the World Cup. Well, we'll do that. I've, my can't wait question of the day is around the cricket. I've got lots of thoughts on it. I know you boys do too. Just on more than an athlete, really good news coming through yesterday that we will be able to announce a uh, partner for it in the new year and it'll be sticking around for a long time. So it's become a feature of the show and on Thursdays we won't be talking about much else other than more than an athlete after 8 o'clock. So that gets to stick, which is really good news for us. And Tim, Merry Christmas to you. Love your work as well. Tim the teacher, an absolute day one is he? Day one, Tim the teacher from bloody uh, Sumner, isn't it? He's Banks got, Peninsula? Yeah, Banks Peninsula. Yeah. He's been there from the day dot. He pipes up every now and then. You, you kind of think, where are these guys gone? Then they pipe up. So they're listening. Merry Christmas to you, mate. We appreciate your support. Absolutely. Rightio, quarter, quarter past six o'clock this morning on our last show for the 16th of December. Can't wait question of the day. It happened once we got off here yesterday, but man, it is Crazy. tantalising news to sink your teeth into. So the can't wait question of the day is really, where have you landed with the captaincy change of the black caps? Do you love it? Do you dislike it? Take it any which way. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Izzy, what were your gut reactions and where are you now? Well, I was quite surprised. I feel like he was kind of forced into it, you know, mm. like the public pressure, everyone's, you know, asking for him to step down and, you know, we've spoken about it on the show and I was really surprised. I was actually surprised he gave in to that, to the pressure. Like, we don't know the, the story behind it, why he's done it. I actually don't mind it because I felt like he was, there was too much pressure on him and expectations and it was kind of affecting his, he is the best batter in, in NZ, like he is world class. But all those decisions he had to make on the field, I felt like he was having to worry about too many other things so he can focus on just being the best batsman in New Zealand and nail it so I actually don't mind it but who's going to take over like who's going to be the next captain of the Black Caps like who was it Tim Sally Tim Sally's taking over oh there you go so the, Timmy the thing with Timmy like the the I like reading actual fact like what the comments are that come out of the person's mouth one of the real telling ones was when uh, Kane Williamson said well I never really had anything to do with it so he's actually come out and said that, like, I don't really know. You know, I look, I, I had a little part to play, but I don't really know how they got to that decision. Oh, on who took over. On who took Not over. Not stepping away. Which yeah. leads to my, you know, um, reply to Izzy around, I actually think he was moved. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that, and the reason why is because they're trying to fit all those players into that same hole. And this is the one that Mitch McLennigan says, you know, like sometimes you need those players that actually can go out there and destroy teams. They're the hardest people to manage, but they're trying to put the same person in the same hole and they've got to fit that the current way of that New Zealand cricket mentality. So, man, I think there's a lot more to play out, seriously. I think there's a lot more to play out here and I don't think the change of Kane Williamson's the last one. Yeah, I think, it, I think your gut was right, is he, that he needed to give something before he broke. I was probably a little bit surprised it was the test captaincy that he gave up, not the uh, ODI or the white ball captaincy. But then the more I think about it, 
And then I actually read his Instagram post last night where he said test cricket is the form of cricket that means the most to him. I think it's the the form of cricket that means the most to New Zealand still as well, and he's our best batsman. So why wouldn't you relieve the pressure off him yeah. in that format? He can just go and be... And, and the other thing is, remember Joe Root, Virat Kohli, Steve Smith, Kane Williamson, the Fab Four. Who is the only remaining test captain out of those four? Kane Williamson. This has been happening. This is a trend around world cricket. They've been taking pressure off the world's best players for a long time now. As far as Tim Southey, well, we're going to chat to Baz after seven. I cannot disassociate my thinking from the fact that Tim has been a Baz man for a long, long time. Ever since he was brought into that squad, Baz has kind of had his, he's spoken about it when he was on the show last year, his ups and downs, he's had to pull him into line a couple of times, but that aggressive style cricket is very similar to where Baz gets his, his Tim's philosophies on test cricket, very similar to mm. Baz's. That's Ben Stokes' kind of level of intensity. Mm. They needed to make a change. Giving it to a bowler is that change. I think Tim Southey was the right choice in hindsight. I probably wouldn't have thought that yesterday morning. If you told me who should be the next test captain of the Black Caps, I would have said Tom, Tim, Tom Latham. Thinking about it in hindsight, it makes sense. I personally love it. I think this is right for everybody. I'm curious to see what happens in white ball cricket now because I think this might be a drip-fed situation where you might see Kane step back from T20s next and then ODIs. I don't think it's done, but I loved it. thought it was a good call. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I said before, like the pressure's off. Tim Sally is a leader. He's a leader, and Baz has spoken about it. He's had his own little mishaps, but he's learned along the way, and you want someone that's going to chase a game and go for a win and be aggressive? Tim Sally's your man. Absolute grub. Like, playing him growing up, mate, the most heckling person. The, he just doesn't take a backwards step. That's what you want. People to chase the win, go for everything, and leave it all Come out. on. Mate, get it he done. is the perfect fit. Yeah. He has, he, there's a little bit of a, I don't want to say fear factor, but he is respected, isn't he? Like, the, in that locker room, Tim's, Tim's the big dog. And you give the big dog who's got an aggressive cricketing mind the captaincy, good things will happen. Double eight, double three. Heaps of messages coming, and we'll get to those after this. We are here with Kim's Warehouse, of course. Big sponsors, huge parts of our show for a long time now. Great savings every day. Twenty-one minutes past six. Back with you after this. SCNZ, we're 26 and a bit past 6am this morning. Last show of the year. would be great to hear from you throughout the morning. Remember, on 8833, you can still text MIDAS, your name, your postcode, and where your summer roadie is. We're not giving that prize away until 20 to 9 this morning. We've got all your messages from yesterday. Don't worry, you're still in the draw. Am I in it? No. Because oh, your on. Audi doesn't need a service, mate. <laughs> Double eight, double three is the number to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And here's a couple of rippers. One from Richie. Don't mind the change of captaincy. The only concern I have is who is going to stop the new captain using a DRS challenge when he is bowling and thinks the umpire got the decision wrong. Tim also always thinks the batter is out, so we're going to lose our DS challenges probably the first two overs with Tim bowling. Mary Geeks, Mr. Izzy Kempi, Louie, and the superstars in the kitchen. And well done on a year of top-class radio. Richie, firstly, thank you. Secondly... Surely now he's captain, he tempers himself a little bit. Kenny. Nah, not at all. <laughs> it's, so I look at Adam Fanua Blake, 
they did the same thing with him. That's why they gave him the captaincy because he was doing all sorts of things on the sideline and during the game, and it did temper him there for a while. But um, mate, when you're that competitive, I don't know. You know, like I don't know if you can actually stop being yourself. Off. You know, because that's it. Like you said just before we went to the break, the competitive of Tim is that, mate, he just he doesn't want to lose. So, um, yeah. You never want to lose that competitive You nature. never want to lose you know, it. Like, you, you see guys that get the captaincy role and they change, and you're like, you know, like you, you take it really serious and you, you, you kind of take it like too serious. Yeah. You actually lose sight of what you're about. And the, uh, the greatest of, well, I've played with a couple of them, but Richie, for example, he was so good at managing the refs, decisions, mm. his leadership on the field. But then when it was like coming to play, he was phenomenal. But then you get other captains that get that role and it's like, you know, you get team captain at, at school, you change who you are. Like you never change because of the title that you have. It's a great point. And I think the antidote to that this time is he's 34 and he knows who he is. He's a, He's been through it all. He knows who he is as a cricketer. And the other thing is he's always going to play pretty much any condition. You're always mm. picking Tim Southey. Kevin says, Joe Root and Kane had similar body language towards the end. They both looked, why am I doing this? You look at Stokes and Tim, they are in, in it in their stride with a happy look. Mm. You're right, Kevin. Uh, it, it, something had to give before it broke. And look at Joe Root now. Now he's supporting Ben Stokes and Kane Williamson's going to be there. He might still do the the DRS decisions, you know? Oh, the discussion. Maybe yeah. you don't know what that leadership group looks like and around that is what the coach will... And, and, you know, if you, so you say, right, he's going to make a decision on the DRS, but the coach might say, well, when there's a DRS decision, I actually want you to come together, you, Kane, you, Trent, and whoever, and Tom, I want yeah. you to make that time, make that make that decision together. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I tend to agree with Izzy. Like, you know, when you when you get the captaincy, it, you do change. Like, you do your, your thinking changes, mm. you know? So I hope they've really thought that one out because you don't want a passive... Nah. Um, speed bowler, you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't want a passive fielder. You want you want someone that's going to carry on with that 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 competitive nature. And you know, time will tell. Let's ask Baz about it because he knows him really well, and I, I'm very curious to get his answer about what sort of captain Tim Southey will be. Knowing is it going to be dissimilar to the way we, the way we know Tim Southey now? Here's a stat for you guys. Kane Williamson captain the Black Caps in 40 test matches. Because the other part of this is now celebrating Kane Williamson as one of our, well, he is our most successful ever captain. Highest batting averages for players who captain their side 40 or more times. 57.83, Brian Lara. Not a bad cricketer. 57.43, Kane Williamson. 55.38, Greg Chappell. 54.8, Virat Kohli. 54. 03 Peter May. Kane Williamson as a captain and a bats batting captain, second to one. And then there's another stat that puts Bradman and Chapel ahead of him. So, uh, yeah. I mean, then, then it makes you wonder why they did it. Because I think that you, I think he got to a point where you got to choose one. And I want him to be. I want him to go and score a million runs for the Black Caps. And I think they probably hit yeah. that. They needed mm. a change. And I don't think this is a negative change. I don't think this is anyone saying, Kane, you can't do it anymore. But what a career he's had as a skipper. And if you want to you want to point that out, double eight, double three. There's a couple of good messages here. One from Chop, one from Joe. We'll get to after the news with Aroha for Kubota, another great friends of the show, building and shaping the future. 
SENZ, welcome back. We're 27 away from 7am. Uh, your last quizzy dag for the year, your last chance Ooh. to take $50 off us coming up in just a wee bit. But at Bunnings Trade, helping businesses our trade, here to make your job easier because of just that. And there's a couple of good headlines from around the world to crack into. Uh, how's this? Portia Woodman mm. has come out and backed... Alan Bunting to be the next Black Ferns Ooh. coach. You would have heard that first here on this show because we highlighted that the moment he came in as a cultural advisor. It makes sense, so we'll be watching that one with deep interest. Um, yes, Kane Williamson is stepping down from test captaincy. Tim Southey is taking over. You'll know that by now. And 4am on Monday morning, who's getting up for it? Or who's going to stay up for it? Maybe do... Uh, a big one and kick through because Argentina, France, well, Kempi's calling it the FIFA World Cup final. It is. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, mate, I'm going Argentina all day long after the way the French, mate, they, they could have easily lost that game yesterday. Morocco had plenty of chances. Well, the one where they, they went to score the goal and it got stuck between the defender's foot on the line. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. mate, the luck was just all with the French. Ain't going to be that lucky against Argentina. Argentina all the way. Vamos, vamos, Argentina. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Everyone's called me a bandwagon. 100% I am. <laughs> I want Messi to win. But he, I want him to go out and get that swan song he's after and finish it on a high. He's, he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. Doesn't yeah. he? he yeah, no. It. It's just you're the only, like, you're the only, like, half Ronaldo, half Messi fan I've come across. Usually know. they're, like, star. I was all Messi until this latest. I drew them in the sweeps, like. Argentina. No, you didn't. Staffy did. Mate, it's my name on the board. Have a look. We have to check the CCTV footage. Because <laughs> there's padlocks on the toilets here now. Oh, <laughs> mate, what's going on there? I went to go to the toilets. It was locked. what have you done? The Phantom. That's the Phantom. He's rocked up. He's, he's... Why do you say he? Well, it's in the men's toilet. Well, I've noticed it in the men's toilets. First stall. <laughs> <laughs> very, you know, it's a, it's an epidemic going around the Saatchi and Saatchi building. I'm glad you haven't noticed it in the women's toilets because then we'd have to ask some hard questions about you, Nepia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom, right. Now, look, the, the bit of sad news, there's some good sports headlines. Obviously, the tragic headline is around Megan Taylor. And, um, yeah, it's the news that it really is, I can't say it enough. It's too sad to be true, but unfortunately we lost another jockey while they were at work yesterday. Down there at Ashburton, it's rocking the industry. And Kevin says, I'd like to pay my respects to Megan. Happy little girl who rode very, little woman who rode very, very well. Yep, 26. The amount of times the horses I backed couldn't catch Megan's mount. RIP, young lady. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Morena, lads, and Aroha. Condolences to Megan's family and the racing community. Mark, appreciate your message there and, and love you even giving our sponsors a shout out. It's very kind. Uh, Dave from Caracas says, good morning team. Very, very sad news about Megan Taylor's condolences to all. It's a numbing feeling. What a great way to put it. It is. Thanks for a great year of entertainment. All the best. Have a good Christmas. So this morning we have Megan Taylor's loved ones and family in our thoughts all morning long. But we are talking cricket. And Dermot wonders why Tim Southey with possibly only a year or two left. Does this mean that we'll see Tim stick on longer? I mean, we're not in danger of him giving up his NZC contract now like Trent Bolt did, are we? Well, no, no I think he's going to stay. He's going to, like, he's he's got a big decision. The thing when you're a fast bowler, you put yourself, your body under so much pressure. Like, you can't play all formats. It's too hard. You know, like the side strains, the knees, the patella pressure you put on your front foot, it is 
So it's, it's, it's bad for your body, you know. Like, so he's got to choose. I, I hope we don't lose him. I hope we don't lose him to New Zealand cricket. Like they've got a difficult thing at the moment where they there's a lot of players leaving, and like how do you yep. stop it? Like how do you More stop th- this? Like because you can't. There's no money. Like the, I think the max contract is like two hundred grand. You know, like you're competing with IPL and all that money. So one way to stop it would be to give a bloke the captaincy, though. So, yeah, so that's what you're that's what you're saying is like to try and keep him tied to the country is to say, well, which will give you the captaincy. You've always wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to help you, you know, remain here and play for New Zealand as opposed to just pulling up stumps and heading over into the IPL or, or the Big Bash or whatever? I think I think that's probably part of the, the criteria. You'd think so. Hi, guys. Great decision. Williamson standing down. He wasn't very good captain. Well, <laughs> apart from being literally our best captain ever, we didn't attack in bowling field placements. Batting didn't choose wins from Chop. Chop, appreciate your message, but gee, we're fickle. As sports fans, we are fickle, aren't we? Uh, morning, boys. Baz hasn't just changed English cricket. He's changed world cricket. Baz was exactly what Test Cricket needed. Mary Xmas team, fantastic year. PJ, you will remember PJ... He sat in these very studios and said to us, I love Test Cricket the most. It just needs to be played the right, right way. How many times did he say it to us? Plenty. And he has gone over there and reinvigorated Test Cricket and England Cricket. English Cricket was all the teams. suffering, you know. Yeah. And that just shows you need a coach to let them be themselves and not be afraid to make mistakes. And like that's what he's done with things. And that's why I was a little bit worried when Razor was going to go because... You unshackle the English rugby side and they go on and beat you and win the World Cup. I could picture it happening, so I was praying it didn't happen. But, mate, he's he's an absolute champion. He's coming up after seven. I can't wait to chat to me old mate and have a little catch-up. Yeah, talk to him about racing, beers. I messaged him and he was like, darts. No cricket. He was like, no cricket. And I was like, well, we're going to talk a little bit. He's like, no, no cricket. Let's just have fun. So I was like, sweet ass. Have fun. Yeah, he doesn't consider that the rest of us for having fun is talking about cricket. Yeah. Come on, Baz, throw us a bone. We'll have to throw a dart um, with you. Can, you couldn't imagine the biggest story coming out the day that he comes on. Th- so we're not going to talk about the captaincy? Is that the rule? No, we have to. No, we, we have to ask yeah, of course. Let's just say, Tim Southey, how good of a captain will he be? Yeah. We'll have to throw him. It's 20 to 7, and here's a challenge for you. If you haven't won a bonus bet playing Quizzy Dag this year, 0800 150 I'm in. You get preferential treatment above those that have won. That's going to piss off our regulars, but you guys are good and you will understand. If you haven't won a bonus bet this year, you get preferential treatment up the leaderboard. You go, give us a call, take on the Quizmaster. It's an end of year 2022 year and rap quiz. You can do it. Pick up that phone. Dial those numbers. Hey, you know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ What? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ What? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ What? It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh, you thought you did a and can't be, but the questions stress you out, yeah. The quizmaster is getting busy, but Uncle's clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them? Try your luck. Who's in there gonna call you chump? TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 quizzy dang and TAB bonus bets don't ask Google all your slages. It's quizzy dang. It's quizzy dang. It's quizzy dang.
got me here. Five, four. So I'll just say Cinerama Kimpy's Donkey. <laughs> Cinerama Kimpy's donkey. donkey. No, it's not Cinerama. He's not a donkey. He should have been on it. He would have been going, collecting all the way to the bank. Give me a clue. Written by Michael D. Here we go. Mark from Tauranga. Morning, Mark. Morena, lads, how are you? Morena, Mark. Good, Marky. Who won the 2022 Caulfield Cup? Uh, it's between two for me, but I think it was Durston. Durston is correct. I got on that one, paid 18 bucks. Couldn't believe wow. it. Is Mark going to have himself another one? Oh, Marky. Are you, you going to... Who won the Supreme Halberg Award this year? I actually have no idea. Um... Uh, I'll go uh, the fella that rose. Um, what's his name? The blonde-headed fella. I can't remember his name. Sorry, lad, you'll have to go to someone else. Eric. Sorry, it's not Eric or Hamish Bond. Hamish right? Bond, sorry, yeah. Not not them. Sorry, mate. So have a good day, Marky. You're going to go Daniel from Waikato. Daniel, new caller. How you doing? How are we? Yeah, I'm good, man. That's hey, good. This is your time to shine. A $50 TAB bonus bet. We might... Have helped you here, so we're gonna get you paid. Whoa, You're gonna win. We're gonna get you paid here, okay? Who won the Supreme Halberg Award this year? Santa's real, mate. <laughs> <laughs> got, uh, got us a clue. Uh, she's got big arms and loves to paddle. Oh, um, loves to paddle. Come on, you got it, Daniel. Come on, five. Uh, four, four, uh, four, 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 four. Lisa Carrington. Yes, <laughs> yes brother. Dave Lisa yeah. Carrington. Daniel gets paid on his first quiz. Yes, boy. How good. <laughs> what do you got? What are you going to put it on? Uh, might try that uh, power play that you were talking about, eh? Yeah, we'll find you something, Daniel. Good on you, mate. Thanks for calling him. Now you've won. You have to call back next year. That's written into the contract that we didn't draw up because Santa is real and we didn't rig this quiz. Seven away from seven. <laughs> back with your texts after this. We're nearly at 7 a.m. and after seven, it's a treat for us all. We're going to be blessed by our old colleague, the boss, Baz. We're not allowed to say Bazball, so we can't, all right? So don't say that. Uh, Izzy, can you get another scoop from Razor? I'm still fizzed up from the last one. Daggy. It's oh, from PJ. Don't be like that, PJ. Look, I get the scoops, but I can't really give it away. So I just, you know, that's radio. You just keep <laughs> your clothes, keep your clothes, keep your guessing, and then come out and give you nothing. Are you going to tease people through to 2023? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, look, I, I expect some news to come out at around January, February, probably mid-Feb, I'm thinking. Bit of big news coming out. Might have a scoop, might not. You just have to wait and see. <laughs> that is, wow, you're getting real good at this radio thing, man. That, that is unbelievable, holding people through the new year. I don't know if we've done that before. They should. That, that's pretty pretty impressive, though. Um, no denying Williamson is our greatest batsman ever. Probably, but that's what he does. Bat, captaincy, average in my book from Chop. Well, Chop. We can tend to disagree there. Um, my worry with Tim is that no one will get a chance to use a review. Ha ha. <laughs> no one else from Johnny. <laughs> He's got to save them all for himself. Look, if that's the biggest issue, I think we're all right. I think we're all right if that's the biggest issue. Anyway, we got to get ourselves some coffees, Kimpy, because we've got a big day. Got Huge a- day. Huge day. Big day? Yep. Big day up here in the big smoke. 
in Tamaki Makoto. We're going to finish the year with a bang. And who, no one better than Baz, the... Baz man. The, the tough man to track down. He doesn't give too many media exclusives. And I've talked him into it, so he's coming on. And I can't wait to chew the fat with him because I want to ask him, what's it like being in Fort Knox? He is surrounded by about 300,000 Pakistani army army personnel and they, it's like, wow. So what are you doing in your spare time? So if you've got any questions, let us know. He's out of high with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. There's no better way to finish off this journey without tapping into one of the OGs. One of them that convinced me to come on the radio and then he got a better offer and he ditched <laughs> me and left me. But hey, I've made a... Hell of a friend out of it. I've got Kempi over here that's been helping me throughout the year. You got Louie, you got the boys in the kitchen, you got Aroha. So we are enjoying the journey and we love bringing you all things sport. And talking about sport, well, we got our good mate, Baz, the skip, the boss man, McCullum. He is on the line now. Bazza, how are you doing, brother? Ah, kia ora, boys. How is it? I hear, I hear things. Are, I hear things are going pretty good back there at HQ, eh? Yeah. Your fires. We're going good, brother. We're going good. You know we how we soldier on and get through the morning. But mate, what about you? How are you doing? How's Pakistan, mate? Talk me through the Fort Knox and all the army personnel around your base there, mate. Like it, is, it must be crazy. Pakistan's been amazing, actually, bro. It's been really, really cool. Like, the people have been phenomenal. Um, the hospitality's been great. The security has been more than you more than you could ever kind of wish for. And they've really looked after us well. And you know, I think the guys have enjoyed the tour. And it's just nice to be back playing cricket in Pakistan as well, you know. Uh, think how much cricket means to the people of, of Pakistan. And, um, you know, for so long they... They were starved of the opportunity to see their heroes and see overseas players um, playing in their, in their conditions. So it's been really cool, actually, to, to be over here. And and it feels a bit bigger than just a cricket tour, you know, um, and hence why we've tried to play the way that we have. And it's, it's worked out so it's worked out pretty good. And I found an absolute cracking golf course <laughs> in Multan. What what a course. Honestly, it was an absolute knockout. It was a sur- Nick Felder. I didn't even know Nick Felder was a sir, but it's a sir Nick Felder golf oh. course, and it is an absolute screamer. Yeah. Well, you'll know about the sir stuff soon. We think the English are going to give it to you next, Baz. Yeah, before you'll the, be knighted soon, eh? Before hey, the surely. Kiwis with your, uh, with your record. Hey, congratulations, Baz, in, in, in Pakistan. Um, mate, just what are you doing? Like, do you get a, do you actually get to come home for Christmas, Baz? That's what I'm interested in. Is like, do you get to come back and enjoy it with us? Yeah, good to talk to you as well, Kempi, mate. And uh, I know you've got a fair bit on your plate today, just making sure the, <laughs> you know, the other fellow really gets through. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I do. I, I get back uh, on Christmas Eve. Nice. Um, which, yeah, will be pretty cool. And then um, this is taking care of all the Christmas presents, and the kids are all excited. And then we'll just sort of play on and matter matter for, for the Christmas New Year period. And then. Uh, we're going to see this family over in Australia and then come back and we'll rip into the tour against New Zealand um, back in uh, back in New Zealand. So, yeah, it's a pretty exciting time, really. But it's been good. It's been a crazy old year. Um, and, yes, yeah, it's one which uh, which I've certainly enjoyed and the different challenges have, that have cropped up have, have been pretty cool. And 
it's been a bizarre year, really, when you look back on it. But it's been a lot of fun. Man, it's been a crazy old year. You're in Pakistan. You went there. You hadn't won a game since '03. Now you've won the first game. It was like you know you've won the World Cup. The amount of time I went on Twitter and Pierce Morgan was you know tweeting up a storm. You got everyone that was up and about. It's a crazy time for you in England cricket. But so, how did you approach the the, the series? Like. You know, like there was so much pressure. Everyone thought, you know, this has got to come down. This has got to end soon. This momentum, but you've just gone on and you've reinvigorated Test cricket, which you've spoken about before that you love. So, what what was the approach like going into this Pakistan series? Yeah, look, I think you know, with with our skipper um, Ben Stokes, he's just a, an incredible leader of men. Really, um, you know, he just is able to to grab. Um, everyone and and, uh, and and take them in a direction which which they they are prepared to go. Um, you know, like they they trust him completely and they know that that he wouldn't ask them to do anything he wouldn't do himself. Um, and I think that's so powerful from a leadership point of view. So when we came over here, um, Stokes he was, was well. The first thing he did actually was we donated all his match fees to um, for this tour to the flood victims of, of Pakistan, which I thought was an incredible mm. show of generosity and and philanthropy as well, and I think it was really um, well recognised and, and well um, received and, and appreciated by the people of Pakistan. And and then between I guess the two of us and some of the leaders within the group, we just wanted to carry on what we built during during the summer. Which uh, whilst we're focused, uh, whilst we're we're judged by the results that we put out. And for us, it's, it's not so much about the results, even though you know they are important. For us, it's just trying to ensure that we free up the guys in the environment as much as possible to strip away some of the noise and and the external factors that can come into play, and just allow talent to come out. And I think what we've seen um, throughout the English summer and now here in Pakistan as well, different conditions, is that there's so many talented players within the English cricket system, um, and by by getting them all. Playing for the skipper and, and playing this kind of style of cricket, it, it, we're able to um, achieve some pretty cool things. So we wanted to do that, and we wanted to enjoy the tour um, and brace as much as we could within the security restrictions, which are obviously necessary, um, and just trying to really enjoy it and play a style of cricket that people would want to turn on the TV and watch. And I think so far we've done that, even though we've got one test to go. But it's been a, a great tour and one which will we look back on real fondly, to be honest. So, Bez, you, you obviously been playing a little bit of golf, but you know you're in Pakistan. And it's you know, you know, no words can explain like the hostile territory that you're in. So, what do you do for like, like you know, downtime? You know, what do you do to have that balance to keep the boys uh, invigorate, invigorated? You know, ready to go forward and do the jobs. Like, well, how do you find that balance and keep them on? Well, we've got a golf simulator in the team room. So <laughs> what? That's, that's just getting that's getting smashed, you know. Like the boys are all gun golfers as well. So yeah, I mean, I haven't really been on it because my game's not that suited to the Astro turf. I think I need the real sort of nice crisp lies of sort of you know Central Targo links at the hills or Millbrook or you know the the, the golf simulator thing is just a bit too hard for me. But so we try and. We try and ensure that they have a bit of fun um, in and around the team room. You know, you get a pool table and things like that. And just try and spend as much time as what you possibly can 
as a as a team, we've been fortunate we've been able to get out and play a little bit of golf um, in Long Khan and also here in um, Karachi as well. Um, and also the gaps in between the the games are quite short. Um, so yeah, we've I think we've managed it really well, and we've just tried to tried to enjoy ourselves. You know, I think mm. it doesn't really matter sort of what. In the end, if you if you can get a group of guys together who've got great attitudes and and looking forward to trying to achieve something special, then you make your own fun anyway, right? So there's plenty of cards and 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 things as well. And it's been a, a really cool trip and uh, reminded me a little bit of what it used to be like, sort of touring way back before, kind of all the all the internet and, and kind of all sort of social media and everything like that. You used to spend a lot more time kind of in and around your teammates' rooms and playing cards and and just generally spending time together. So it's, it's been a, a pretty pretty awesome experience. Yeah, you learn you learn a lot from each other too, don't you, Bez, when you're spending more time with each other as opposed to looking at a telephone um, and texting a mate who's probably two feet away from you. Hey, mate, I, I, I watched the, the games um, unfold and I just thought about, you know, um, young Stokesy and his father, Jed Stokes, would be so proud of him, a keen and a, a guy that played for the New Zealand, the Kiwis. Um, I know he's no longer with us, Jed, but he'd be so proud of him. You've got that, you've got that Kiwi leadership going so well there, and I, you would have seen the the announcement of Tim Southey yesterday being named captain with Kane Williamson stepping down at the test in the test. What do you think of that? Like you, you know Tim really well. What do you think of him as a captain? I think you do a fabulous job. Oh. I think it's a really good appointment, to be honest. I know, obviously, I've got, um, you know, I'm, I'm employed elsewhere, and and uh, we're going to come up against New Zealand in uh, in a few, well, in six weeks' time or something. But I think it's a really good appointment. I didn't think Kane was ready to step away just yet, um, even though sort of there've been a couple of conversations recently where sort of um, which which he sort of was. Was trying to work out how to just relax his workload a little bit. Um, but look, he—I guess there's two parts to it. One is I think Tim will do a fabulous job, and he'll get all the support in the world from Kane um, as as a um, as a foot soldier now. Um, just as Tim gave everything that he could as a foot soldier to Kane as his captaincy. And I think the second part is what an amazing job Kane did as captain of the Black Caps for as long as he did. Um, he took he took the Black Caps to unprecedented success. Uh, he brought so much consistency of high performance um, within that side um, right throughout all forms of, of the game. He's achieved so much. He's done it in such an understated kind of very Kane Williamson um, relaxed manner and, and I think he's he's been able to um, inspire not fans, not just from New Zealand um, to play cricket but also from around the world, there's lots of people who consider Cam Williamson's Black Cap side as their second favourite team because of how they carry themselves and what they achieve. So, look, he's left the cap in a much better place than he can with a blazer as it is when it comes to the New Zealand captaincy position. He's left the blazer in a better position than, than he found it, which was um, which was obviously off me. <laughs> and he's done a, a remarkable job. Done a remarkable job, and, and I look forward to sitting down with him at some stage and opening a nice bottle of wine and, and posting to everything that he's achieved and and then um, watching how, how Tim goes about it because he's got a very aggressive cricketing mind as well and, and he'll want to play the game in a in a free-spirited way too. So it'll be fascinating. It's, yeah, it's exciting, albeit a, a tinge of sadness for New Zealand as well.
Very well said, Baz, mate. Louis here. Great to hear your voice before Christmas. Uh, good to have you on. And good to know that you're coming back into New Zealand. Uh, I'm being a bit cheeky, Baz, shock. Um, but now with your slight change of main profession, should David Allison, Aquas Farm, be worried come Karaka, Karaka sales time? Oh, hello, Louis. I knew you were going to ask something about racing. I love it. It's great to hear your voice as well, mate. Um, are you referring to am I buying at at Karaka? Is that what you? Well, I know. Well, I know the answer to that. that I don't. Know. I know the answer to that. But I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if the, some of those flary Savabil lots might be in danger, and DC might have a battle on his hand. No, no, I don't think so. You know, I'm more for the love of the game type of bloke. You know, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be keeping my my hand down and. And just trying to trying to work out. Don't lie, Bez. What are we, <laughs> what are we doing? What pungle? What are we doing? <laughs> well, mate, you were, it's so hard to get a good horse ride, like a fast horse. It's, there's a reason why they want to buy him because he's fast and he's good <laughs> and he could be anything. And I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. You don't need the money, is jeez, man. You got heaps. It's like it's. You know, like, just let's just race them and see where we can go. It could take us on this amazing journey and we could just bank all these amazing experiences. And if not, well, we just have to work a bit harder. Mate, majority vote, you're the only one that's going against it. And uh, he's sold. <laughs> no, we haven't sold him yet, mate. Look, it's a big decision. You're dead right because, um, you know, you, you grow this connection with this horse and oh, first ever horse I've ever been a part of, so I wouldn't know, but... You grow this connection, then you get offered this money, and you're like, should you take it? What about the luck bears? Did you I hear know. him drop that in first year for horse? Wow. You know. You know Mate, what I mean. what about, oh, I want to check I want to check the fine print of the offer, because I reckon in there, Izzy Dags managed to just put his, put his own little uh, stash away, <laughs> and he's, he's actually trying to buy Pungo outright. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to buy all the rest of us out and just have them for himself. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, way, mate. no way. I want to. I want to watch this uh, bungle go to you know Ramwick Guineas and win the Ramwick Guineas. That's a targeting race, but he might be going to Hong Kong. I'm predicting best. Sorry, mate. mate. What, what does it say? It's like a. There's a saying I can't quite remember. It's like the um, one good horse can can change a man's life or something like that. This could be it. This yeah. could be it, Dagger. Oh, man. Oh, man, you know me, mate. I'm easily persuaded. I'm whatever. Whatever the boys want to do. We've got a good one. We've we got a bad one. Is. We don't know, but everyone here is telling me to sell it, and you're the only one that's saying hold it. And I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> hey, Bez. Bez. And you're surprised, you're surprised by that? Bez, just before you go. A, gr- we're gonna a great let... horse will change your life. Sorry. We'll let sorry, you go. Sorry, we'll let you two carry. argue about selling and keeping offline but hey um we've got a, we've got another coach over here that's deciding whether or not to sign for England or, or New Zealand and Razor what advice can you give him uh what advice can I give? just well do it, do it your way I guess he's he's sort of yeah you know, just do it his way as he will do if he's the man that signs he'll be amazing and I'm sure I look forward to uh to his kind of methods and his ways, and and the only thing I'd say is um, 
maybe him and I could go halves in the house. He could have it during the winter, and I'll take it during the summer, and then you know we we can just. Maybe go house with a membership at Sunningdale or something. It'd be great. <laughs> Mate, imagine <laughs> that flatting setup. I said that Bazzy that to me a while back. He said, I'll have to get new carpet, though. All the dancing rays will be doing. Imagine that, you in the summer, him in winter. It'll be outstanding. But it's the biggest. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't like the red and black carpet either. Oh, mate. No, that'd look horrible in the house. Red and black. Yuck. But, mate, we appreciate you coming on the show. You're an absolute busy man. Hey, just quickly before I let you go, you, you're playing Pakistan in the third test. You've got one more left. So what's the approach? You're going to give some other players opportunities or are you going to keep the foot on the throat and go and push for the, the series whitewash? Uh, no, nah, we'll just try and pick our best team that we think can win every time. I think test cricket's that sort of game, right? Um, so you just, well, you just try and... You should talk I mean, to obviously Fozzie. we want to win, but for us, it's just... <laughs> for us, we're trying to put out our best team every time and we think we're capable of winning. And then, um, you know, then we, we almost take winning, winning off the table and say, right, let's just go and do our thing. And if that ends up in winning, sweet ads. If it ends up in losing because they're better, well, that's okay too. We crack on, shake hands, and and then uh, we'll move on to our next go. So that'll be our approach and we'll see what unfolds. But uh, it should be exciting anyway. Whatever happens... We've had a great tour, we've had a great time, and um, we've created some memories that all the guys here will remember forever. Beautiful, Bears. We appreciate you coming on the show, mate. You're an absolute champion. Uh, can't believe it, but you've got many supporters in New Zealand looking forward to the England Ashes series. It's going to be an absolute doozy. We can't wait. We can't wait to have you home, brother. Take care and all the best for the next game. Yeah, cheers, boys. Great to speak to you. See all you, right, Bears. There he is, Brendan McCallum. He's the man, wise words, isn't he? Like, hear him talking about Kane's, you know, the, the captaincy and really the appreciation he had for mm. passing over the, the, the blazer, as he said it. And, like, the way he's carried it, you want to leave the blazer in a better place than you found it, and Kane has done that. And you, that's, he's just an absolute champion. Well, the other aspect of that is this is still the Brendan McCullum dynasty. This is still the line. Tim's his guy. Always cut, thinking. And it's like, it's still got that Baz f- um, footprint right on it. And the phlegm, it's, well, it's the phlegm footprint really, isn't it? It's that line of, and and this is, um, it's pretty cool for him. But did you just break some news around Pungle? I don't know if we chatted about that. <laughs> so no. we might need to fill the people with. Like, uh, we got an offer for Pungle um, from Hong Kong. And yeah, so we're, we're just deciding whether we sell it and... Yeah, the, the offer's quite enticing, and, you know, I'm my first horse, so I'm quite, i got that connection, you want to keep him, you want to see him race and win, potentially, but hey, any, anything can happen, eh, Kempi, you've had a couple, get a sale, and get an offer, and yeah, so we're going to make decisions, so everyone's One majority wants offer. to sell it, and then <laughs> Baz is totally against it, he's like, nah, I want to keep it, money's money, you know, blah, blah, I'm like, mate. I thought when Kempi said, do you have a bit of advice for Razor, he was just going to say, I'll check the cash rate. (laughs) (laughs) But what about that? Always thinking, yeah, let's get a flat together. (laughs) He does. I was just laughing. Summer, winter house over there. You'd like that. Mate. You got somewhere to stay when you go up there in March. I love London. That is a beautiful place. I I love London, but I hate it when it goes like dark at 3.30 and it's pitch black. You're like, wow, this is, what's the time? 3.30 is pitch black. But mate, if, if Razor goes, they will. Absolutely do well, but we're hoping he doesn't. I, yeah, I'm predicting he's staying. Pac-Man, Mark, 
They've got a flood of people saying don't sell your horses here, but they don't own it. <laughs> so you just don't read the text machine for a wee bit. 23 and a bit past 7 o'clock here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Baz McCullum on the show. If you missed it, go to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast, our podcast channels. Ooh, nine minutes past 7 o'clock. Uh, just coming up to half past, you've just missed Baz McCullum in great spirits out of Pakistan. Sounded like he was having a hell of a time. Is. He was so good. He was, it's really good to catch up with. He's such a realist, you know, he doesn't shy away from the hard conversation. He gives you a hell of a lot of detail. And if you've missed that, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the podcast. You can get all your podcasts of this week, throughout the year. It's all there for you, but go have a listen. You'll absolutely love it. And uh, the messages is coming through. Don't sell, do not sell your horse, Izzy. Sell Pungo and spend up larger RMV. Do not sell. So you're confusing me. I don't know what to do. Come on, guys. Don't be confused. Nah. Don't, I'm probably don't do the storm. Keen to sell and get a nice wee Christmas present, I think. <laughs> be so good. Is that that black Ferrari? Oh, mate. <laughs> not, not you, Kempi. Not hey. you. What's, what's the status with your pool at the moment? Oh, the pool. Don't get me started. So, look, the loss adjuster come over with the guy that was doing the report, and he was looking at it, and he was like, I don't I don't know what's happened. I'm like, mate, <laughs> what do you mean I don't know what happened? He was like, I'm so confused. So it's, we're just going around in circles. It's been a rigmarole. It's been poor, but I'm I'm gonna I'm getting a sense we're actually gonna get shafted. Oh. Like they're gonna they're trying to find ways to do us over. I'm like, mate, we had three hundred. Oh, we had three hundred mils of rain in week. The water's gonna go somewhere, and they're trying to blame it on high water pressure level or something like that. And I'm like, mate. So they're just trying to find ways to get out of it. They take our premiums every week, but they don't pay right, out. Okay. Yes. Watch this space. Well, it could be good to have some reserves in the kitty then. Um, look, keep your messages coming in, but don't confuse us, all right? It's Friday. It's been a long year. Let's not. Right. 29 away from 8 o'clock. Um, plenty going on. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping the future. Heaps of your text messages, choices for a poll, and a little bit of a Christmas tune before the end of the year. 27 to 8. Remember, and this is a great road trip tune, Kimby. Mm. Just, Neeps, just give me a bit more of that. It's a great road trip tune. Remember, 8833 text Midas your name, your postcode, and where you are road tripping this summer, because just before 9 o'clock, we're going to announce who gets a full service from Midas worth just under 400 bucks. It's a proper tune-up for your car to make sure your summer roadie is a good one. Uh, Izzy and Kempi told us what they're up to over the summer. And someone tried to spook me that you couldn't get to Cook's Beach, but I reckon it was just a local trying to keep the Jaffers out after I did a little bit of research. So <laughs> thank you for that. I think it was Regan. Uh, Morena, boys. Merry Christmas. Go the Mighty Magpies in 23. All the best. Cheers. Marshy at Hawks Bay. Good on you, Marshy. Great to hear from you. And it'll be Daisy who decides if you sell or not, Daggy. <laughs> well, well, she does own half of it. Yes, she did. As soon as it won a race, she was like, oh, that's a good horse. Like, you know, I was like, mate, she raced, raced four horses, so you can't really judge it. But, um, mate, it's it's a difficult choice I've got to make because you talk about it so many times. You, you grow this connection and this horse is like, you've rested in it and you want to see it race. That's why we bought it at the start. We wanted to race it and now we're in a situation where we get offered this money and 
we're actually going to sell it, and I'm yeah, I'm a bit, bit confused. You'll have to re. Well, look, whatever you do, you'll, you'll make it work. We're not going to. We won't discuss the merits of it now because it'll be a rabbit yeah. hole we'll never climb out of. But what we will do is we'll see your floor change in an instant with RoomView if you go to the Choices Flooring Program. And I got a poll for you, boys. You go to the Zinkimpi app, oh, the ECNZ app, we should build our own app. That'd be fun. <laughs> be some weird stuff in it. You go into the ECNZ app, you click on the Zinkimpi for breakfast, and you have your choice. And I want to know, and on double eight, double three as well, who is your first draft pick onto your sporting naughty list for 2022? Whoa. yeah. Who is the first draft pick, the first name that pops to mind for your sporting naughty list on 2022? And we've all ended up on the naughty list at some stage this year, some of us more than others. But I've got some nominations for you. FIFA. Given. Ime Adoka. Remember the Celtics coach that no longer coaches the team for a very undescript situation that we still don't know what actually went down. But not very good. Jerome Luai. 100%. Just a bit of a tool. Yeah, let's yeah, Or Darcy Swain. Ooh. Remember what Darcy Swain yeah, did to Quinn Tupai? Yeah, the grab. Who's your number one draft pick on your naughty list for the sporting year of 2022? Do you have an instant reaction again? Oh, of course, Jerome Luai. 100%. The naughty boy? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think because... I get the whole grand final stuff, and yes, he you know he can own that one, and you can have people come out and saying, "Well, you know, that's who he is." Blah blah blah, and the comment of you know you have to be hated to be liked type thing, but to come out last week and do what he did at his at the best man's wedding, basically took all that and shoved it in the toilet. You know what I mean? Because it was all about him, and that's what people were saying, mate. Come on. Stop doing that. So I think he's on the naughty list. I hope that that instance really is defining in his career. You would have thought that it might have happened the time before that. He's had a few chances. I don't think he gets another one. No way in the world. That's like speaking at a 21st, you know. That is like speaking at a 21st, you've got to pick your time. But actually, I would probably add one to that list. Is probably going to walk down that corridor. Well. And, you know... <laughs> Potentially go to Mark Robinson, you've been a naughty, naughty boy, Mark, eh? Look, <laughs> if we're going to add a little extra on there, a little E option, you could potentially walk down the hallway. But if I'm going to say it, it's got to be Darcy Swain. Like, what he did was rubbish. You've ruined this kid's opportunity to potentially go to a World Cup next year. It was definitely avoidable. He's come out and apologised and said he didn't want to do it. But... Um, you know, out of that list, it has to be Darcy Swain. So Mark Robinson and NZR were honourable mention. I left it off because I knew someone would say it. I didn't know it was going to be you. Uh, <laughs> Dale says naughty boy ex-goat, the former goat Ronaldo. Yeah, well, he's not done himself too many favours, has he, Dale? Darcy Swain can't wait for the All Blacks to fix him up. It'll be Brody Or Dane Coles if he plays again. They'll, they'll wipe him out, and rightly so. Who makes your naughty list? Who's the first draft pick? I've got FIFA, Ime Adoka, Jerome Lue, Darcy Swain, double eight, double three, but go and have your choice in the SCNZ app after this. We're going to lower the tone a little bit. We're going to talk about the sad, sad, sad passing, which is only yesterday, which has put a real, uh, well, it's deflated everybody around the country of Megan Taylor. Bruce Sharrick is the CEO of New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing. He's going to pay his respects and fill us in on the situation and what happens from here. Mate, how is the South Island jockey community doing this morning? Yeah, morning, uh, Kempe and and, uh, listeners. Look, 
I think the whole South Island racing community is in mourning and in shock uh, about the extremely sad passing of Megan. Um, just simply a tragic accident that nobody can really believe right now. Yeah, it is tragic, Bruce. Um, thanks for coming on, mate. It's like it's important we kind of we talk about it and we we own it and um, pay our respects. But I imagine. Uh, not something you'd ever expect that you'd have to deal with this twice in a year is you know we talk about resilience in the racing industry but do you get a sense that we're just we just need a break you know yeah look a little bit of luck would help louis if i'm being brutally honest um but at this time we just need to stay strong and pull together for megan and and the family um other ones that are hurting more than anyone in the community that supported her through her uh short but promising career with us so yeah, we'll, we'll dust ourselves off. I don't think we need to worry about that. Uh, we just need to be strong and uh, pull together for her and her family. Hey, hey, Bol, everyone probably wants to understand what the process is from here. And as you try and piece together everything that's happened, is that the job of NZTR or is it um, associated with other, other people like WorkSafe, for example? No, look, the process is, is really well, well planned out. The RIB Racing Integrity Board uh, effectively take control of every race meeting. So any incident such as this, uh, major as major as this, or, or minor, are handled by the RIB. So they will conduct an investigation into a raft of things. Um, clearly with the nature of this, work safe and everybody else will be included. Um, but as I say, they lead it. We, uh, we sit and observe and get consulted on parts as we go through the process, but uh, they are certainly leading it and are the experts to do so. Yeah, and the dissection of what happened will come. Um, it's not for now, as you rightly point out, Bruce. Have you just, uh, in the, I guess in the last 24 hours and tragic circumstances, have you learnt a little bit more about Megan, just hearing the, the tributes and that sort of thing and what her family and friends and loved ones are saying about her? What sort of person was she? Yeah, look, and, and I've got to put my hand up. I recall going to a prize giving in the South Island and Megan won an award and she was a, a very bright, bubbly, uh, intelligent young lady. Um, started later as an apprentice, of course. She's 26 years of age. She had a very promising equestrian career or show jumping career. Um, but from what I gather, an extremely popular person, uh, a person who just radiated energy and uh, somebody lit up a room. So, you know, people like that, it's very, very tough to uh, have them leave us. And, uh, yeah, as I say, just saddened by the whole affair. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this right. morning. Bruce, um, we'll leave it there. There's not too much more we can say. Just as we reiterate, just passing on our absolute condolences to your family. Loved one, thanks for joining us, mate, and we'll talk again soon in uh, better circumstances, no doubt. Yeah, and look, and Louis and, and Izzy and Kempi, look, thanks for your support throughout the year. Um, you guys have a happy and safe Christmas. And, um, yeah, look, we're just thinking of, of the family right now. So stay safe and um, keep up the good work. Thank you. There you go. Bruce Sharrick, CEO of New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing. Um, like, the, well, let's just put a wrap on this one, Kempi. We started the show with a tribute mm. about Megan and, and what her family... Well done, Louis. Well, it's just... Look, I love racing. I love the people involved. It just, it's just... Nothing short of heartbreaking. It's just that sinking feeling that... I just, She's 26. She's my age, mate. Like, mm. it just sucks. It does. And, you know, you're talking about resilience in the racing community... Um, they'll be they'll be really struggling to come to terms with this, but they'll wrap themselves around each other like they always do, and they'll talk about it, and they'll they'll celebrate it, they'll mourn it, they'll grieve it, and um, you know the the thing with it. And I remember a good mate of mine, um, 
Alan Sherrick saying this to me when my dad died, you know, and he just looked at me and he said, mate, come on, life goes on, we've got to keep moving. So um, it's about the celebration of a life for me, always. And I think those words that Bruce said were, were really um, poignant about uh, the young lady and, of course, the community that she'd been in and, and how well liked she was. And that's what I think people should remember her for. Yep. And we'll do that tomorrow on the Mail Run and on the Goodwill and throughout today on SENZ. It's not the last you'll hear about a bright young talent taken far too soon. That was Bruce Sharrick. We applaud him for fronting and, and giving some of us some of his time to us this morning. For now, we'll park that again, but this morning uh, is a heavy heart that we carry on with our show, our last show of the year, uh, with the tragic passing of Megan Taylor taken far too young. Beginning to look a lot like partners everywhere you go. Have a bet with five and ten. We're gambling once again with racehorses that don't run slow. It's beginning to look a lot like partners Tips from every uncle. But the best bet to see is the one that will be from our own good oil. A flurry quinn and one that will win is Wisher, Glado and Sticks. A host to run straight and jump out the gate is the Hope, Louie and Mick. And Izzy Dag will back it all over and over again. It's beginning to look a lot like partners everywhere you go. Have a bet with five and ten. We're gambling once again with racehorses that don't run slow. It's beginning to look a lot like partners. Tips from every uncle, but the best bet to see is the one that will be from our own good oil. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Merry Christmas to all the puntmas out there. This summer holidays. Don't forget to tune in to the one and only Mariah Izzy Dag Carey. Wow. What's, what about you, mate? Flary Quinn. <laughs> Flary and one that Quinn. will win. Mate. Jumps out the gate, wants to run straight. <laughs> I love the lines. <laughs> they were so good. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, the uncles get mentioned again. All the uncles out there punting this Christmas. Make plenty. Tune in on Boxing Day. Cinerama. Come on, baby. It's true, though. You go to Christmas Day and every uncle's trying to give you his best bet. Oh. So I've done my own form, mate. Give me, give me some credit. Oh, no. Right, well... Double eight, double three is turned off for the minute, so you can't text your abuse in. But if you want to say something nice, you might send some. You might get through the cracks. Uh, that's our crack at another Christmas song. We're coming up to eight o'clock. After eight o'clock, year in review, 
What are we calling it? The Friday Tipmas. The Friday Tipple with a Christmas flavour as we look back at our favourite moments on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast from 2022. G'day fellas, I meant to say earlier when talking to you, a big shout out to the TAB and all your other great sponsors, the SCNZ hosts, for giving us listeners the chance to have some fun along the way by winning Merry Xmas and have a great new year. See you all next year, John. Well, John, don't go anywhere because we'll still be here. SCNZ doesn't sleep. We are Kiwi for Sport. 365 days of the year. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Building and shaping the future. A year in review after this. Uh, Well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Better than that, it's the Friday Tipmas. You get one chance at this and one chance only to wrap the year in fashion, Kempi, and we've done our absolute best it's a good one this is a ripper if you've been playing along throughout the year you would have remembered a lot of these interviews but let's rip in i think we might just start at the top perhaps new zealand's greatest sporting success this year came from the black ferns who against overwhelming odds beat england in the world cup final at home wayne smith was the mastermind behind the team's incredible and improbable turnaround and it was clear from day one that he knew what he was doing We've got to do stuff differently. We've got to change the game. Hopefully it'll be exhilarating, the sort of game that we play. Um, but we'll see. I'd like I've only had a week, so it's hard to get a real feel for it. But. Well, there you go. A week into the job, and he joined the show. And we should mention, everybody that we hear here came on our show throughout the year. Yeah, and didn't they crack on from there once they came on here? There must be something in the, in the airwaves. Anyway, Wayne Smith, he needed to buy in, though, as well as newly named Captain... Ruahi DeMont, how good was she? She was crucial to that. And she joined us just before the start of the Women's Rugby World Cup and talked about what it meant to her and the Black Ferns to be playing at home. And I think it's fair to say, Louie, that Black Ferns and Aotearoa delivered. There's never mm. really many opportunities in an athlete's career to play a World Cup in their country. Um, yeah. So for us girls to actually have that honour, like the first time the World Cup's ever going to be played in in New Zealand and um, to have the support of you know our family but also our fans behind us would mean so much to us to hopefully do the deed and win, win mm. the cup here, here at home would be like you know a dream. Like Wayne kicked on, won the World Cup, player of the of New Zealand, player in the best player in the world, <laughs> can't get any better than that. It's, that gives me chills hearing that before the fact how much it meant to them to potentially 100%. do it. The fact they went and did it. And rugby, I guess, was a huge theme for us in 2022. Remember, this is a celebration, though, so we're probably not going to be talking too much about NZR in the All Black season. One of the most inspirational chats of 22 was with Springboks captain Sia Corlisi. He spoke passionately about using rugby as a vessel to make his country better. How lucky he was to be doing what he was doing and at the top of the world and you just heard it, he oozed humility The biggest thing for us rugby players to understand that rugby is not your life, it, it's, it's what you do and it's, it's, you can use it as a vehicle, not just for you but to inspire others and make a difference Me waking up every morning when, I, when the body so when I don't want to get up I know I must get up because there's a child getting a meal every day, there's a woman being saved because we provide for, for gender-based violence, um, like some tools to, to prevent, not for the woman. It's a big problem in our country. So there's so much that I face as a kid that I'm able to make a difference now, only through doing what I love. Wow. 
yeah, you don't even need to say anything to that. That was just beautiful. Um, and to follow on from that, we came up with a segment this year that's going to be kicking on next year, More Than an Athlete. And it became a massive theme of the show. And we enjoyed finding out about what our Kiwi legends were doing to help people out in their professions so much that it turned into, like I said, a weekly feature that everyone wanted to listen to. Here's some examples from Marcus Daniel, TJ Pitanata, and Dr. Lara Andrews. Like, if I won a match, it was great for myself, but it was also now great for something so much bigger than myself. And that wider perspective on using my career to do good was just huge for me. I want to use this platform to, to promote Te Reo Māori, and I might get part of my mihi wrong, but I also want those young kids to see that. For me to get that wrong and to show it's okay and then to continue to do it, I think um, will give confidence to people to go through their journey too. Pushing that barrier and being, un- being comfortable with being uncomfortable It's that perimeter that really pushed me to dig deep and find who I am and what I want to do in my life. We should bottle that. We should bottle that and create a site that just gives out messages, mate. What wonderful tools. Can you believe that this is free? We just, we're getting reference points for not just sport, but how to develop yourself as a person every single day on the show, and especially with more than an athlete, Kempi. Yeah, very cool. One of the highlights of the year, undoubtedly, was catching up with Scott Razor-Robertson back in May when the Crusaders, yeah boys, were just about hitting their stride. And how good's this? Kempi dished out some tough questions, but the big man, Ray, was absolutely loving it. Where do you put the boys at the moment? Are they, is, it, is it a seven or is it an eight? Uh, I'm reluctant to chuck a number at it. I like how you've done that though. I like where you've come from. It feels like you're a school teacher. Whereabouts in that journey are you? Zero being, I just started. 20, I'm, I've done the All Blacks and coached wow. the, lot, the Lions and all that. I'm going to coach the Lions. I like that. Cheers, <laughs> um, Kempi. Some Te- questions in you, mate. <laughs> Honestly, I can't <laughs> wait, Razor, for me and you to sit down and just pick at, pick at each other's brains, mate, because we would go to some pretty far out places. Um, but here's a recent one, but way too good not to include. Um, we had to, this was, a pub, this was a pub chat with Gordon Titchens, who joined us earlier this month. We have a good old catch up about the state of the sevens game here in New Zealand and picking Izzy up from R&V. How good was <laughs> that? As he also spoke about his love of Roger Federer, his players used to hate when the GOAT lost. I know the players used to hate it when Federer lost because um, he was obviously, for me, he was the superstar and um, and I used to have so much into my tennis that um, every time Federer got beaten, I thought, well, the guys used to just look at themselves and go, well, well here we go, 80-60-40, here we go. So, well, Oh, what a hard case. Kiwi, Titch, absolute legend. And Kempe, I don't reckon not many people would be able to hack a session in the mount with the great Sir Gordon. I tell you one bloke who would be able to do it, once described as a fish by Nick Gill on this show, Hayden Wild. Mm. Hayden actually joined us a few times throughout the year and was very honest about his appeal for a gold at the Com Games, which was dismissed in the end. He constantly had people asking <laughs> about the appeal, and apparently the biggest quote-unquote pest was our friend Guy Havelt. The biggest pest about that, <laughs> I'm going to put him straight on the spot, is Guy Havelt's Straight up. <laughs> Nearly every every single time, he's like, mate, fizzing about this weekend. You're free for a yarn sometime uh, ahead of the final. Also, what's happening with the appeal? <laughs> <laughs> you 
best Havolt. Oh, mate, he was very good. But speaking of the Com Gains of superhuman athletes, what about Superman? Yeah, Paulie Cole from the West Coast had also had an epic season in 2022. We caught up with him recently as he came home to New Zealand to play in the New Zealand Squash Open. And he was so stoked to see the growth of his sport here in Aotearoa. There seems to be quite a lot of you know young interest in squash, which in the past it's probably been quite a, a more older generation sport. As you get older, you sort of take up squash. But you know to have a few younger guys looking at squash is, is healthy for the sport. That's what we need. That's where the sport grows. We we actually had this conversation only about a week and a bit ago, Kempi. The sport that's done the best throughout the year, and we talked about golf. And we'll hear from Lydia Cohen a bit, but we decided that squash had to be right up there because of Paul and also Joelle, another legend of the game here in New Zealand, Joelle King that is. She jumped on the phone after taking out that Com Games gold. She spoke about the tough patches she went through to get that medal after failing at that same games. And we were so proud of you, Joelle. And I tell you what, we probably didn't have anyone be as vulnerable as you did on the show this year. 2019 was the last time I won an event. I've been through some pretty tough patches since then, you know, there's definitely been thoughts of maybe is it time to to stop? I'm 33 now. I think I'm still capable of competing at the top and I just, I'm a proud Kiwi and I just want to make people proud. Yeah, look, I've nearly shed a tear on that that one there, that um, she was so vulnerable talking about her dad, just picking her up off the ground and saying, get back on, so well done. Joel, well done, Paulie Coles. But, mate, it wasn't just about the athletes out there too, you know. Here's one for the golfers, the mullet fans, the support, all of our good Kiwis and Australians dominating one of the biggest sports globally. Australian golfer Cam Smith had a fantastic season in 2022, and we were lucky enough to catch up with his caddy, Sam Pinfold. How good? A few times, including when they had won their first major, the Open. I thought it was pretty special at the start of the week to be, you know, at, at a British Open in St Andrews with, you know, one of the best players in the world. I sort of pinched myself then, like, you know, it's come a long way to, to get there. And then once we kicked off and then obviously had that round Friday, I sort of started, you know, to believe that, we, you know, we could definitely do this and, and pull it off. And to do it with sort of, you know, I worked for him for eight years now, we've become pretty close mates. And just to share with him and the, and the growth from when he was sort of 20 years old to where he is now, it's been pretty special. How good. One of the best blokes, Pinner. In it. Deserves it all. Let's get on the phone this weekend because he'll have some tips for us as well. well. He's he's hounding us. He wants to see us on a on a track sometime soon. I promise you. <laughs> Sticking with golf, let's talk about one of our favourite Kiwis. Full stop ever. How could you have a New Zealand sports year review without mentioning the great Lydia Ko? She has one of the had the, one of the most amazing years, and we're so happy that she now gets to take some time off to go and get married. Yeah, on your lids. She joined us to talk about the step up in competition she has faced throughout the years. Getting in from the top 20 to top 10 is different and from the top 10 to top 3 is different and then like from you know top 3 to like winning is very different and I think it's like at the end of the day very marginal differences but after 4 days or a 3 day event they all add up. And you did it! World number 1 again! Oh, there's gonna, how are you going to pick the best athlete in the world this year? From New Zealand? Wouldn't want to do it. You wouldn't want to do it. I know, that's a tough one. Anyway, let's get back to the biggest rivalry. Back to the Kiwi-Aussie thing, sort of. How could we forget the greatest interview bomb in the SENZ history? <laughs> it was great. We were chatting to the British Kiwi tennis player, you not British son, Cam Norrie, when Nick Kyrgios, the great Nicholas, decided to vent to us about the lack of scoonies in Saudi. I just have a, a special guest, uh, 
It wants to say hi. Oh. You've got Nick Kyrgios right here in, in Saudi. What's going on? Oh. He's not happy. He's no alcohol in, in Saudi. <laughs> Can you ask Nick how stoked he is with that Celtics record? Oh, unbelievable. He said unbelievable. How good is Jason Tatum, eh? He, he said he still needs a scurney, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, the scurnies. So plenty of them in Newcastle. Not even the Celtics record could cheer him up. He no. just wanted the scurnies. Very man. good. And you know what? Aussies, we love to give them stick, but we don't mind them, really. And you know racing's such a big part of our show. And one of the best stories to follow was Izzy's with Pungol. Spoke about him a bit this morning. Hugh Bowman joined us after the big boy smoked the field by three lengths at Warwick Farm in his second start. Hugh was pretty impressed by the Colt. Well, he has had a big offer. And he didn't miss the chance to talk some money like any good jockey would. He's like a young, exuberant teenager. The improvement he took from his first race to his second race, it's just... There's a lot of natural talent there. Not sure what Chris's plans are now, but there's plenty of options for him to just ask a little bit more of a question of where he might sit on the on the pecking order with all the good races. Have you explained to Izzy what a sling is? <laughs> no, but could you do that for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss a beat. Don't miss a beat, Izzy. Jeez, I'm talking. What about the sale? He's going to have to hand one of them over. I'm sure yeah. it is. You know? regular rider, Hugh oh, Bowman. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk to him about that. But here we go. One of the very sad days of 2022 was saying farewell to our good mate, Bazza. Bazboy, as he headed over to Coach England, and I joined Alfano here on The Breakfast Show. On his last show, Baz left a message for all of our listeners. Just a big, a big thanks to everyone, really. Um, you guys have all trusted us with, uh, with the building of... SNZ and Baz and Izzy breakfast in particular and you know just keep mm. keep bringing everyone to to the station because all we do is try and as we say is champion our champions and we want to talk um, about the best athletes we've got and we want to share it with everyone out there so thank you to everyone keep uh, keep supporting Izzy as well as he takes the reins steps in, into the into Cap- the captain's captain, chair captain. he'll do a wonderful job On you, Baz, and uh, great to catch up with Baz this morning too. I mean, nobody, look, he was always going to be tailor-made for the gig, but nobody could have seen this coming. No one. Changing cricket in real time. Yeah, and doing a, well, where does he go down this year in the in the Halbergs? Well, that's an interesting question. So can he be a Coach of the Year candidate? Well... Not a New Zealand team. Does that matter? I don't know. I don't think it does. I just think you have to be a Kiwi. Uh, well, if it does... Scott Dixon is the same. It's a very good point. Um, there's so many more honourable mentions that couldn't make that list. That's the Friday Titmus. Those are just a, a selection. But we spoke to so many, not just high-profile Kiwis, but... We just talk to Kiwi athletes throughout the year. Every single morning, you do take for granted a little bit the access we get. And from Heartland rugby players to interprovincial golfers to the world's best jockeys to the world's best rugby players to the world's best coaches, but then back to real Kiwis working in Heartland Aotearoa, we're very privileged, aren't we, Kempi? I can't believe it. Sometimes you go back and reflect on the day and, and go, man, I just really spoke to those people. Um, and they were just having a really decent old chat with us type thing you know like it has been an absolutely awesome first year Louis the boys have done a really good job putting the shows together and of course that's what we're about is making sure we can bring as many of the best athletes in the world to the show I do think that we might have skipped a beat though 
<laughs> because the messages <laughs> have come in. No way. <laughs> and I don't have it at my fingertips right now. But Kane and everybody else texting, Big Bangers Sausages for Big Boys, one-stop shop for sauce. Um, we'll have to get a little bit of that before we finish up here this morning. I think we'll have to we'll have to incorporate incorporate that into the rest of the show. That is the Friday tipmas or the Christmas tipple, whatever you want to say. A big kia thank you to everybody that's listening. Everybody that's picked up the phone for us this year. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast have absolutely loved it, and we'll continue to do it moving forward. We're going to talk some TAB odds with Pitt Morris in just a wee bit. Is in Kimmy Frick. G'day, guys. How are we? Morning, Pip. Cherry. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you, Louie. I'm not too bad. What's on the uh, what, what's the on the agenda for Christmas for Pip? I'm going down to spend it with my old and good old central districts this year, I'm going to say, and then I'm heading to our Pooney Boxing Day races if we can get our Pooney off the ground, Louis, so I'm, I'm hoping they'll be there. They're not there, are they? I thought they were scrapped. Aren't they going to Trenton, what, Otaki? Or? Yeah, that's the main. We were supposed to be, but no, so we doing something there, but yeah, finding wherever they've gone and heading to the Boxing Day races somewhere in the central districts. Nice stuff. Hey, and thank you. Yesterday, we, we did pull the right rein with our uh, Greyhound charity run. Some, Daisy Clipper, I think it was. That's how I remember it, because I just think of Izzy getting hit over the back of the head. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, she dashed away. She was only a little short price. In the end, I think she closed off at around 160 but she won like a dollar sixty shot, so that's what matters. Well, Kempi and me strung together a little three-leg multi, and we had the dog in race five place, and it ran third. Um, we had Daisy, Daisy Clip Clipper to win. Won like a champion. And then was it Thrilling Rush? Or, Thrilling Rush, couldn't get up. And we had it to win, and it ran what, second in the end, didn't it? He did run second in the year. He let us down. Oh, wow. Well. we'll try again. <laughs> what have we got going on this weekend? Uh, we have to talk about, of course, Trent's and now with the Alpine features. Darcy LaBelle is the best act easily in the challenge stakes. A dollar and I believe it was a thousand point four staked on. They're at three dollars in the fixed odds market. And the money with two cup best act Margaret Jean eight hundred dollars each way on Lily Laguna too at twenty sixes and tens has been a, a significant bet coming. And can tell you at Tarapa. Most staked on on the rich girl in the eulogy and the most bets currently Lily on sealed with a kiss. As far as the sports side of things goes, 11k on India in the cricket draw no bet at a dollar oh eight was placed this morning, and 4.8k on Argentina to lift the cup in the World Cup at 195. And if you have a bet in the World Cup final and your team gets up by two, you get an early payout. Well, very even odds in the World Cup final. That probably represents how fair and how close it's been. Pip, um, thank you. I love white noise in race two at. Tarapa, and I quite like this is dramatic in race two at Trentham. I don't know. I like Sophomay's a place. Oh, okay. Maybe we should talk some more about racing just after this. Thanks, Pip. Have a great Christmas. You too, guys. Merry Christmas. We'll uh, skim the fields after this. Remember, we are we are putting today's show to 
Yeah, with a heavy heart after the passing of Megan Taylor. We spoke to Bruce Sherrick in the last hour and we paid tribute to her in the first hour, but she is with us in our thoughts all the way through and her friends and Fano as well. But we will talk the weekend's racing up just after this. 29 away from 9. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping the future. 26 away from 9 o'clock and this is about as hot off the press as you can get and I've triple checked this for any embargo note and it doesn't have one as far as I can see. So let's dive straight in. An email from New Zealand Cricket. TV New Zealand is your new exclusive home for cricket. TV New Zealand is to become the exclusive domestic broadcaster for all Black Caps, White Ferns and Super Smash matches for three years from the start of the 23-24 home summer until the end of 2025-26. New Zealand's largest free-to-air broadcaster will expand its partnership with New Zealand Cricket as part of Spark's decision to exit the sports streaming market, announced by the telco this morning. It means more than 300 international and domestic cricket matches will be screened live on a combination of TVNZ and T- and Duke over a great agreed three-year period. In addition, the fixtures will also be streamed live on TVNZ Plus, the online site. Black Caps, White Ferns and Super Smash matches will continue to be produced by broadcast for broadcast by Whisper, the same production company utilised by Spark Sport. The new arrangement will officially start in July 2023 when the current home summer programme to be screened on Spark Sport and TV New Zealand as usual... David White and Kate Slater of TVNZ will front media this morning. That is massive news for Mm. sports streaming and sports broadcasting because it means cricket will be free to air. Yeah, how good. That is huge. Yeah, I think think sport will move that way, more of it. I think more sport will be on uh, TV New Zealand. I, I see that they're trying to make telco partnerships up around other other sports as well so um it was it was a pretty open <laughs> it was pretty well known secret that spark wasn't necessarily the the it probably when if you f- go back four years was it four years ago the ambitions were really high and maybe they hadn't hit, hadn't hit the checkpoints that they were potentially hoping when they first and because look lofty ambitions good on them i applaud them for having a go into the market but this TV New Zealand to become the exclusive domestic broadcaster for Black Caps, White Ferns and Super Smash matches for three years, I think is really good news. Great news. There you go. Hot off the press. Uh, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. You can head there for the uh, official statement around Megan Taylor. Tragic news at Ashburton yesterday. We've spoken about a number of times. The industry forges on. Today they're racing at Otaki. Tomorrow at Tarapa. It's with a heavy heart. We will... Proceed with the mail run and the good oil and the quaddy crush. Well, we've got probably about $2,700 tomorrow that we can have a throw at the stumps with. So we'll be playing into a couple of quaddies. And yeah, I truly believe that white noise, which I tipped out at $3.30, it's into $2.80 now. It might start at $2.20. I think it'll be winning. And Kempi, at $2.30, you're all over Sofa Maze in the eulogy. Yeah, I think I think Sofa Maze is a big chance to run a place, if not win it. So um, you better bet. No, I'm a I'm a I'm a place man. Me, I, you know, if it's anything over two bucks, it's worth a decent uh, decent crack. Well, you're even getting a dollar ninety top four, uh, which is really juicy, really nice odds. Um, Vinnie Colgan jumps on, so he gets an upgrade in jockey. 
It's a good field. It's a very even field. Tavachi Princess, Sammy Weatherly takes the ride there. Librasi, Kelsey Hannon doing the riding for Alan Sharrick there. Now, the jockeys sealed with a kiss. Good to see Opie back at the races. The jockeys are split pretty evenly between Tarapa and Wellington tomorrow to Trentham. And at Trentham, there's a really nice race. The Manawatu Challenge Stakes. It's a group two. And Darcy Labella goes up against Coventina Bay. And Darcy Labella's been working super. Yeah. So spoke to Alan about Darcy Labella. He, li- he, you know, he likes the way it's been. Um, you know, like you said, Louis training. So, you know, he's got uh, Covertina Bay. We all know about that. Whether or not um, it's ready for that type of run. Well, drawn wide. Second mm. up will be way better. Drawn wide. Craig Grills, obviously top jockey. Good partnership with Covertina Bay. Has one group ones on her. I just kind of get the feeling that Darcy Labella's gone to a, a career peak. Yeah. I think she's probably racing as good as she ever has. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it's racing, but it's in with a definite chance. What's it? What's it? What's it paying for? Top four. Well, it's how's this? They can't the bookies, and I don't blame them. And this is what I would have done as well. They're both paying three dollars a dollar thirty-five a place. Yeah, of course, can't split them. Don't really know how you would, to be honest. Belle clears a chance. Providence provides. Uh, well, we haven't seen her since she was unlucky at Christchurch. Brando. Oh, I think we've given Brando enough chances, haven't we? And now I say that, watch him put in a career best <laughs> performance. Uh, packing Rockstar's taking cash at the top of the market. Yep, Lauren Brennan, very good trainer. Yeah, big day of racing tomorrow, but as they will be with a heavy heart that we forge on. Cam says, love your work, lads. Race 10, Randwick, Frumos wins. Yes, I agree. Rest easy, Megan Taylor. Nice words, Cam. We appreciate that. Zane says, how good? TVNZ getting cricket. Yeah, Zane, very good. Wonder if New Zealand cricket needs to build interest in cricket again. Lost a lot of viewership when it went to Spark. Going free to air means more eyes on the game. James. Yeah, James, a lot of rural and older generations found it very difficult. They couldn't quite grasp it. Again, I don't blame them taking the gamble to go with Spark. I think it was an educated decision and the ambitions were lofty, but I just think this is a a massive win for everybody. And now, 20 minutes away from eight, nine, we'll get shoot off and we'll come back and we'll wrap it all up because we're going to give away our Midas full service. So if you've texted over the last couple of days, make sure you've got your phone on you because we might give you a call. Yeah, we're talking getting out of the city. Forget that. And hitting the road, Kempi. Our goods are roadie. Ah, love it. Always have. Always love the roadie. And thanks to Midas, they've given us two premium car services valued at $384.95. Each service will cover things like oil and filter replacement, a full Midas 33-point peace of mind inspection, and diagnostic engine scan, fluid top-ups, and either an oil flush or a fuel additive, plus tyre rotation if you need it as well. And, wow, we've got a few people on the line here because we had so many people text and nominate their road trip of choice, but there could only be one more winner. We welcome in Johnny. G'day, Johnny. How are you going? Good, yourself? Oh, we're flying, mate. The car need a bit of a tune-up? Yeah, it does. I've got, yep, a few of them could do with it. Yeah, the camper van, <laughs> that can go in and get done. Chuck it in there, mate. Get those filters done, that oil taken out. Make sure to get your, your brakes. That's the main thing. 
And uh, yep. here's my tip for win- here's my tip for the roadie. Put some new wiper blades on. Nothing like a squeak, is there? <laughs> drive, you, drive you neurotic, Johnny. Where are you, head- where are you from? Where are you heading? Uh, Hawks Bay. We're heading to Flexible Bay. Oh, you're heading up to the... Oh, this is Johnny we're going to meet at the Vessel for a pint. Yeah, but I'm not... We're all there this weekend, aren't you? Yeah. Maybe I can get stuck with some rain or something, eh? <laughs> I'm not there to after Boxing Day. Yeah, well, it might be overstaying my welcome, mate. But, Johnny, it's a beautiful part of the country. Thanks for uh, being a listener and being a texter and being involved with the show. Um, happy Christmas to you and yours, and we'll talk again, no doubt, buddy. No worries. Thank you, guys. Have a good break. There you go. Johnny. How good. What a prize from Midas. Unbelievable. And perfect timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So, yeah, just reminded me, got to get the van out the shed, put a warrant on it. That might be doing a roadie too soon. Yeah, nice stuff. Tap uh, there in Hawke's Bay, Johnny, uh, postcode, well done, text everything you needed to, did the job. And 12 minutes away from nine, we're nearly done for the year, Kempe. Uh Huge news from New Zealand cricket just dropping, just soaking that in, that cricket's going to be free to wear from the start of next season, which is pretty bloody cool. Mm. I'm just thinking about all the people in my life, namely my grandparents that haven't watched cricket over the last wee while. They've just been watching the Big Bash. Good move. They're going to they're gonna win back a lot of... Well, this is going to grow their audience again, like the texter pointed out. Uh, didn't leave a name there, but... And I I think it was fair enough throwing the throw at the dice with Spark Sport, but this coming coming back to um, free-to-wear, do you think that we can get more sports on free-to-wear? I mean, um, there's just so much money involved. I don't yeah. know how you do it. Yeah, well, media rights is what's running sport at the moment, so I don't know whether you'll get all of it, but I think it's really healthy to have... Uh, more than one pitching for for sport, you know. Sky's had a monopoly over it for so long. Then Spark came in. Now you're talking about our own national uh, TV stations putting their their um, their hats in the ring. So the more competition, the better it is. How does a merger play into this? Will the merger happen? RNZ and TVNZ. Oh, of course. Does this bolster? Well, I tell you what, it completely bolsters uh, TVNZ's armory. They should be able to sell some advertising now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I wonder what they've invested. I wonder what the deal looks like. We'll hear more from David White. And Mike, guys, please don't sing anymore. Just for you. After this, we'll have an encore.